Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck, still tall, not stuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, including the coronavirus, <laughs> Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How you feeling today, my man? I feel uh, terrible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad enough that I decided to go get an at-home COVID test because I was around a few thousand people. And they have those now. They, they have the at-home ones. They do have them. They have one company available at Walmart that you can get a test from. I think a little box that has two tests in it. I don't know where what else you can get from other places, but at Walmart there was one available. We know that there have been several, several different companies that came out with at-home tests, but of course, they are still Back trying in like to... March of 2020. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, which, by the way, would have really helped this whole pandemic thing if people could have done tests at home and seen whether or not they were sick and stayed mm. home instead of having to go through all the things that you had to go through to get tests. But I'm sure that doesn't matter. That's just evil, greedy, free market stuff. You don't want to do that. But before we tell you Nate's test results, today... Is uh, or this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And today's pursuit of meaning has to do with a bunch of personal stories from Freedom Fest. So if personal stories aren't your thing, well, then shut the podcast off. Yeah, just turn it off because that's what it's going to be today. And I know some of you out there that listen, Mr. Waffles, <laughs> um, you despite hating the show, you listen for like six months, and we appreciate that. Uh, so those of you that hate personal stories, well, you know, just skip on to the next one. We got, what, 512 episodes now? 500, just put out 509. 509, yeah. plus we just we just recorded 18 interviews. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline, but we had a great, great time in Freedom Fest up in South Dakota. Yeah, we went up on Which apparently Tuesday. is the freest state in the nation. Apparently. With some uh, with some things that aren't so free, but... But we had a great time. We flew up Tuesday night, and we were there uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We met a lot of great people, people that we've talked to before, but it was nice to meet them in person, like Brad Palumbo uh, and those kind of folks. So it was it was a great time. Lots of Liberty people there. Lots of Republicans there. Lots of mm-hmm. Trump fans there. That's true. And uh, so it was a it was a weird mix between Republicans and and uh, Libertarians, basically. Like you had a whole libertarian faction and a whole Republican faction, but they were liberty-minded Republicans, I think, and I think that is good. We can all get together and work together and, and achieve the same end. Perhaps Republicans don't want to go f- as far down the, the liberty path as others do, and I'm sure there are libertarians who want to go way further than I do. Mm-hmm. So Nate's Nate's pretty much stops with the Republicans because of the whole wall thing. <laughs> you know what but, I noticed? You said there were a lot of Republicans there. There were a lot of libertarians. No lefties. Not that I know of. No lefties at Freedom Fest. Except for maybe Ruben, who considers himself a classical liberal. <laughs> yeah. But he's pretty libertarian. Old school lefty. Yeah. The old the old school left. So we were there, like Charlie said, it went on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We came back yesterday. Long travel day yesterday. We did tons of interviews with a lot of different people. In a second, I'll, I'll tell you what some of my favorite ones were. I'll see what some of Charlie's favorite were. Kind of what we learned from the whole thing. But first, you know what's special about today is today, everyone listening, we get to bring you a new company that is making this possible, okay? And everyone watching live, 
I am sorry I'm not sorry. All right, but this is how you get the bill. This is how you end up going to Freedom Fest and interviewing all of these people that we can now say that we've had on the podcast because they were on the podcast. That's the main reason we can say that. This is how you this is how you get it going. This is how you get it done. You gotta sell a few ads. Yeah. Okay. You got to. All right. So are you frustrated with the media? Are you tired of being fed the same news stories over and over again? One of the reasons we started this podcast is to give you a more well-rounded perspective on important issues. That's very true. That is true. So our partners at Ground News are working to do the same. And boy, they are. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, Ground News. So just so you guys know, this is a really cool app. I've got it on my phone. I've been using it for getting show notes for the show. We found out about this a little bit ago, and I'm really excited that we get to tell you about it now. But it's an app that lets you compare how a single news story is being covered across the entire political spectrum, okay? This is not just a news aggregator. It's a tool with tons of easy-to-use features that help you analyze the news so you can be confident you're getting the whole story. Unlike social media and other news apps, Ground News doesn't use your browsing history to manipulate your news feed. Their blind spot feature shows you stories that are underreported by both the left and the right. So it's this really cool app that we're going to ask you to go to through our link, that when you look at a story, it shows you how much it's being covered by right-leaning news sites, how much it's being covered by left-leaning news sites, is it being covered by both of them pretty equally, and it shows you what the bias is overall, so you know what kind of bias you're getting from each one of these news organizations. It's a really cool app. And you can pick up keywords like rare. Mm Mm-hmm, rare. All right, so if you're the kind of person who's open to seeing multiple perspectives on controversial issues, then Ground News is for you. Check out Ground News by visiting ground.news slash gml. That's ground.news slash gml, or click the link in the description to download the free app. Yep. So not ground.com, folks, ground.news. N-E-W-S, ground.news slash G-M-L. And I'm posting that link right now in the in the actual live podcast chat that we have going on. So we interviewed a lot of people over the week. Uh, one thing I want to know from you, Charlie, I'll just keep the interviews going. What did you notice? What did you learn from Freedom Fest? Did it make you feel better about the future, worse about the future? Was it just a lot of people like-minded that aren't going to do anything? I mean, I what did you feel? You plead the fifth. I don't want to be interviewed. <laughs> no, honestly, so I, I I had made a personal post because there are times, you know this more than anyone, Nate, because I'm genuinely an optimistic person. You know, another personal story, like I ordered a new suit from Indochino, by the way, because it's a great suit place. And that's for my my wedding that's happening in Italy. And when I did, I ordered it on July 1st. And they're like, oh, this could take up to six weeks to get here. And I'm like... Ooh, we leave like August 15th. So I might not get my suit in time, but I, but I, see, I never worried about it because I don't know why that is. I'm just genuinely optimistic. I'm like, Oh yeah, it'll be fine. It'll get here. Like everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to, we're going to have the victory. It's going to be great. So I'm genuinely like, we can do this. This yeah. is going to happen. But then this is not an Indochino ad, by the way. It's not. No, but then, but then what happens is, is that we, we go through the news every single day. We read the dumb bleep of the week. We see what's going on around the country. And sometimes you can have a very you know, pessimistic attitude where you're like, maybe everything has to be burning around you before liberty will be restored. And then you go somewhere like Freedom Fest where a bunch of like-minded people are. And you not only are they just there rah-rahing, but we interviewed several people who are starting all kinds of organizations from the grassroots on up. 
We we met several people who are doing uh, really good work in the Liberty, uh, the Libertarian Party, actually trying to reshape and reframe that party so much so that I've thought about joining again. Um, th- th- this I still need to be convinced, so I'm going to have to have some more conversations. But you talk to these people who are not only passionate about liberty, but who are actually doing the work. Um, one I really liked was Dan Fishman with people for Liberty, mm-hmm. uh, joining up with Joe Jorgensen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have other organizations we talked to like atheists for Liberty. So you have all these, and, and what people for Liberty is doing is they're creating all these different factions. And then you have other factions starting like atheists, atheists for Liberties. And really what's happening is there, it's all these organizations where it's giving people a place where they belong. Mm-hmm. And so now you, and, and it, you know, you have 40, 50% of America who doesn't feel like they belong in either political party, right? They're independents. And now we're actually creating the groundwork for them to have a place to belong, which is in the Liberty movement, because most people are genuinely libertarian. You know, they want the gays to get married. They want you to be able to smoke weed, known guns and be left the hell alone. We talked to a guy who, one of our Uber drivers who, uh, literally found out this weekend that he's probably a libertarian. That was pretty cool. That was that was yeah. awesome. And it's all because he was picking people up and dropping them off at this convention. And he's like, you know what? I've lived my whole life where I don't like either party. And he's like, I just want to be left alone. And he's like, I had no idea that I pretty much align with the libertarian party. He's like, and I found that out by just driving people back and forth. And he's like, all oh, you guys have been really awesome and nice and talking to me about ideas. He's like, I've had the best conversations. And so you can see those kind of things where people... There's no. They didn't feel like they had an identity. They didn't feel like they had somewhere they belong. And in talking to all these people, setting up these organizations and what they're doing, and you know shows like this and and other shows that we saw that were there, um, it, it really is amazing to see the work, the actual work that's going on, not just not just talking about the problems. So I was really obviously inspired yeah if you couldn't tell i i was as well you do sound really inspired by the way right yeah yet another reason to pump up your optimism just a, just a little bit more mm-hmm. so i was also inspired there were people you know the last interview we did was really cool he was tackling the uh, the debt problem and the unfunded liabilities problem and he had lined up this entire plan for how to tackle the <laughs> unfunded liabilities problem exactly the exact plan that needs to go through congress everything lined out it was called Plan for America, uh, what we needed to do to actually solve that problem. And it was cool to see that there are people out there uh, that aren't just going to lay down and let something terrible happen like the dead and let the whole thing just fall to the ground. Uh, that was really cool. We'll be bringing that interview uh, here to you guys pretty soon. Uh, one thing happened and uh, that wasn't inspiring, but it was annoying. I'll tell you that. We were standing outside one day. Oh, yeah. This is fun. We were standing outside waiting for our Lyft to get there. By the way, Lyft and Uber are not massive things. They're in Rapid City, South Dakota. And we were holding our phones. And you can see both Charlie and I, our phones, they've got some don't tread on me stuff on them. And so we're standing outside looking dapper as hell, waiting for our (laughs) Lyft to get there. And this guy was being escorted out by the security already. Okay, so he was already being taken out. He seemed hammered drunk. Uh, he was maybe something like 5'5", five, five, something like that. Seemed hammered, drunk. And he was upset with us. Uh, essentially, what he asked was what we were doing to tackle the problem of what happened in the election, the election being stolen from Trump, and the, the 
false flag that had occurred on January 6th and all of this that if we weren't going to do anything about it now keep in mind he has no idea who we were or what we do on a daily basis he has no clue what we talk about what he essentially what essentially happened my assumption is this was a hardcore maga guy that heard there was a libertarian convention going on and he decided he was going to go there and pick some fights with all these fake liberty people who were allowing the election to be stolen from Trump and mm-hmm. he was going to go there and get in some fights and he was being kicked out. So he stops, he looks at us, and he goes, you guys need to take those effing things off your phones. If you're not going to do anything, you're just... That's what he was mad about. Yeah, you're just fake and blah, blah, blah. You need to rip those things off your phones. And he, he kind of came towards us. He's like, like, what are you doing, sucking Biden's... Yeah, yeah. You know? he was, and so... Toe. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> I'm more of a de-escalation kind of guy because I don't care what this guy has to say. I don't care uh, that he's mad and I don't want to give him any type of, I don't want to make him feel like what he was doing was worth it. I want to make him feel like an idiot. And so what I want to do is ignore people when they're doing that. And so when he was over there, he was talking to me because I had my phone out and it was all decked out and don't tread on me stuff. And he's yelling at me and I'm like, all right, guy. Uh, have a good night. See ya. And I was just kind of ignoring him. Charlie, if you can imagine, he's already six seven, two six eight, depending on what his yeah. what shoes he had. You're probably heavily uh, six eight that day because you had shoes on. Exactly. So and I'm three hundred pounds. Yeah, Charlie's six eight, so, three hundred pounds, and Charlie's puffing, I look like puffing a li- up. I look like either a lineman or a linebacker, one or the other. Yeah, you look like a legit linebacker. Yeah. And of course I was. I was like, what does this guy think he's doing? Yeah. So Charlie's ready to fight. He's like, come on, man. You want to go? Let's do this. Why don't you come over here? I didn't say that. But I was like, what'd you say? Yeah, you were. What was that? And I was just trying to ignore him, you know, like (laughs) a child. You ignore it, it goes away. Yeah. And so that's really what I was trying to do. And Charlie was like, what'd you say to me? Would you say, hmm? You want some of this? this?" (laughs) That's not how I That's really what he was, really what he was doing. And uh, anyway. No, I literally was like, what? At first, I thought he was like a Democrat. Yeah. And he yeah. thought that this was a big Trump rally. Yeah. That's because I was confused. And then when <laughs> I figured out that he was a big MAGA guy, and he, but he kept like walking towards us mm-hmm. and then walking away. And of course, I'm just like standing there, like, what are you really going to do? <laughs> like, what? What's, I realized that he was, plus, I had the upper hand because he was hammered. Yeah. Okay. And he was so very I knew, small. Right, yeah. Well, he was a he was a stocky he was guy. Stout. Yeah, he was stout, but he was definitely I, I was definitely bigger than he was. You were over but a foot taller than he was. I was at just least. I was just waiting for him to take the first wobbly swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then I feel like I really had an advantage, not only in height and weight, but also because I was sober. And uh, you know, it's interesting because a, a lot of well, a lot of times I've gone out before and people bump into me, and they'll talk trash until they see me. Um, and then this guy was completely different. He, he it's like he wanted to fight the mm-hmm. the big dog, you know. Sometimes, he was there to fight someone. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know what I wanted to. And this the the security guard that kicked him out was pushing ninety. Yeah. I mean, this guy was like ninety years old, ninety, 90 pounds. Yeah, ninety years old, ninety pounds. <laughs> yeah, he was probably six foot, like one twenty. <laughs> was the security guard? He he looked. He was. Close to 90 years old. He didn't old. have he was, a gun or a taser or anything. No, he, he was probably like 65. Yeah. And he's like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> Do you want you want me to call PD down here? 
<laughs> that was really the and only was, threat he had. Yeah, and the, that was about as loud as he was, yeah. too. I kind of wish the cops would have been there so I could have seen the guy get tased or something, honestly. <laughs> would have been kind of fun. No, but here's what I would say to this guy, because there's no point in talking to him while he's hammered drunk and ready to fight someone. But what I wanted to say, because we also had another instance happen while one of the speeches was going on. And Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee was there. And he was on a panel with Dr. Joe Jorgensen and Larry Sharp and a, and a couple other people. And essentially, something that happened, it was funny. One guy was up there talking about the vaccine. He was asking, uh, what he, he was saying he was optimistic and gratuitous, the fact that we had a vaccine and that the, uh, we were able to fight the pandemic and everything. And people are booing and they're upset about that. And then he says... And I'm thankful that President Trump had the Operation Warp Speed and was able to get the vaccines out to everyone, and everyone starts clapping. Like, literally, they were booing the fact that we had vaccines, and he, he was smart enough to realize that if he said, and I'm thankful that President Trump did Operation Warp Speed and got the vaccines out here he quickly, would get applause. and he got applause right afterwards. That just shows just how... It's knowing your audience. There's no principles there, really, whatsoever. An interesting question I saw someone ask on Twitter was... Trump were still the president and he were out there telling people to take the vaccine, would a lot of the people on the right that don't want to take it, would they have taken it? And would a lot of people on the left who are screaming to take it not take it? Would not be taking it. Exactly. And that's true. So true. It's absolutely true. People are taking vaccinations based on who the president is. They are. That's where we are right now. Isn't that insane? That is the the power of the government. That is what the president, the presidential position is has become that people will take a vaccine from a company based on who the president is that's telling people they need to take it. And that is a, uh, that is a for sure thing to happen. But no, the other thing that went on was uh, Senator Mike Lee, he was asked the question, was the election stolen? That was the direct question that he mm. was asked, was, was the election stolen? And he, he went around, he kind of beat around the bush a little bit. He didn't want to say no. But what he said was, that the important thing was that Biden won the election that took place in December, maybe December 13th or 14th, whenever it was, in the Electoral College, that Biden, or whenever the Electoral College voted, that Biden won that election. And he said, now, when it comes to November 3rd, or whatever day it was, or whatever date, then we don't really know for sure whether or not there was anything and he's just getting booed by the crowd. Well, and the national, the the national election does decide the electors Mm -hmm. that go to the electoral college to cast their ballot. So, I mean, there is a point there where it's like, okay, well, you know, depending on what state you win, how many electors do you get to go? Um, So, so there is a point there, but what he said is constitutionally, right? Yeah. Biden is the correct president based on the electoral college. Now, how we sent the delegates there. He said they're still doing audits and stuff. He's like, we don't. He basically was like, we don't know the answer mm-hmm. because they're still doing audits. He's like, there's a lot of states like Utah, his state. He's like, there's a lot of states like my state who already had a rigorous mail-in balloting, a mail-in ba- a ballot system, and we were able to verify signatures and do all kinds of stuff. And he's like, a lot of states had just implemented them for the for for the pandemic, and we don't know what their auditing procedures were. We don't know how they match signatures. I know that I saw the other day uh, in Arizona they found seventy six thousand uh, unverified ballots that were cast for Biden. I think that's so, something to do with signature matching, something right. like that. And so there are there are discrepancies out there, which is what we told you guys from the beginning. It's like, yeah, there's probably some fraud going on. Do we know if that would have mean uh, meant that Trump? That should be the president. We have no idea. Yeah, the the correct answer is I don't know. Yeah, it, 
that and so I I think Michael's answer take, was good. We we don't know what happened. Uh, it took I a long no time idea. to count, count 150 million ballots, by the way, if yeah. you were going to do this by hand. Now, the question is, um, is it possible? Yeah, uh, it's entirely possible. Is it possible that Biden won? Yes. Those are both mm-hmm. possibilities when you have an election. Is it possible Joe Jorgensen won? No. No, probably not. It's not. Okay, so you can answer those questions. Is it possible that both of them won? Yeah. Yeah. Do we know for sure that something occurred that took the election that Trump won away from him? No, we don't know. No idea. And so you shouldn't go around picking fights with people, trying to punch them, because they're not out there doing doing what? What did that guy expect us to be doing while we were standing there waiting on our lift? By the way, he has no idea what we what we do on a daily basis. What's he want us to be sitting there holding a sign or or burning something or assaulting someone with a flag? Like I don't know what he wants us to be doing. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I don't know. Just just don't go around doing stupid stuff, everyone. Just don't do that. Agreed. Um, the other thing I want to know was what your favorite, uh, what some of your favorite interviews were, and kind of what you know, what you picked up from those. Um, I mean, I of course enjoyed talking to Ruben. Uh, I thought that that was a good conversation, and he was um, he was actually pretty funny mm-hmm. uh, in parts of it. And then he he really hammered home the joining the locals thing. Mm-hmm. So um, and unfair I, sales and then practices. I also, I also thought he was a really nice guy. Like, you know, afterwards he talked to us for a little bit and, and, uh, and all that, like he didn't get up right away and was like, Oh, I got to run to my next one. You know, um, he gave us a little bit of time. I really enjoyed talking to uh, Larry Sharp. Uh, one of my favorite interviews was also Connor from the Tuttle twins, the author of the Tuttle twins Mm -hmm. and what they're doing. Um, spoiler alert, but I have to tell you this because now we'll save it for the interview. Okay. But we talk about the book sales in the interview Mm -hmm. and my God, was it unbelievable a um, lot in the last year that yeah a whole Just lot wait till you see the numbers yeah it's so mm-hmm. which which also gives me encouragement too by the way because now you have uh the the tyrannical government really showing its face and a lot of people are turning elsewhere because they're like yeah well you know this is too far <laughs> now we've gone too far for a lot of regular folk let's say um and so i think i think those types of things are cool um I thought yeah, Austin Larry, Peterson was really fun. Yeah, Austin Peterson was a great interview. We we talked about the wide spectrum of things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, from from nukes to the economy and all kinds of stuff. So that was a really good one. Um, Doctor Jorgensen was really good. As yeah, well. we talked to her about psychology, a lot about psychology, really, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Uh, being that she is a uh, psychology professor at mm-hmm. Clemson, that's mm-hmm. that's her job. Um, and then uh, Larry Sharp was good. I thought we we had a really great conversation with him. Uh, a lot about New York, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the Libertarian Party, why it's important that there is a national person, uh, especially for someone like him, by the way, because uh, he made a point that, uh, you know, because he was running for governor, he was able to actually help get, I think it was 107 Libertarians elected locally in mm-hmm. New York. Like, and that's for like mayor and city council and those types of things, because he was able to help them out now. I don't think the Libertarian Party does a good job of that nationwide. Maybe we they, they should focus on that a little bit. But um, who else was there that I, I really like? Really it. sticks out to me. One of my favorites was the Anthony Davies one. The, I missed that one. Yeah. Wait. No, you were there for that. You were there. Oh for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. The guy from uh, Anthony Davies is um, is an economics professor. He's on a podcast oh, called yes, Words, Words yes. and Numbers. And, I was um, trying to picture his face, but now now I have it. Works for a, a from Fee. He's a Milton Friedman Distinguished Fellow for Foundation for Economic Education. 
and is someone that I've listened to and respected for a long time. And so I really enjoyed doing that interview. That one is, uh, I, we already put that one up, I believe. So that, that one was really fun. Talked a little yeah. bit about Star Trek. So anytime we can talk about that, I appreciate that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to interview Spike Cohen. Uh, Charlie was not there. but it was not. Uh, the interview with Spike Cohen, I feel like, was really good. Spike is very inspiring, by the way. He gave a really great speech. Uh, Charlie, as you know, um, runs and operates the uh, the main business, which is the healthcare business, and has clients that he must uh, take phone calls from at specific times. And um, the one that pays for the other part of yeah. <laughs> and so um, Charlie had to miss uh, maybe five of the interviews he had to I miss. Brad Palumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know who else I really enjoyed? Uh, Kirk, the financial guy. Yeah. The financial one was actually really yeah, good. Yeah. It was a yeah. really cool interview. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a, um, he seemed a little introverted, but he was like very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I thought he shared a lot of, of great insights uh, about the market in and of itself. And then also, uh, different things that he does. So I think, of course, obviously, we like to be in the market and trade. So it was very insightful just to hear his perspective and, and how he manages other people's money and, and the types of things that he looks at, you know, technicals versus um, fundamentals and those different types of things. So I actually really enjoyed talking to him and thought we had some good jokes. We also interviewed someone who had just escaped from Venezuela a few years ago. That's right. Her name was Vanessa, and that was a really good interview. She's going to come back on the show to tell her full story sometime mm-hmm. because we only got like a 12-minute interview with her. She was going to give a talk somewhere else. And uh, so she worked for the Atlas Society, which is uh, run a uh, kind of a something that is uh, they like Ayn Rand a lot, basically. So mm. they do a lot of things based off of the words of Ayn Rand. So the Atlas Society, and she gave us a little bit of her story from when she was in Venezuela. Uh, she uh, had just left there three or four years ago. So that was a really good one as well. And I don't know, just it was a really it's a really exciting time for all of these great these great liberty loving people out there are out there doing their thing. And so it's not, you know, it's not dead yet. The dream is not dead. The dream of liberty is not dead. No. And um, I'm, I'm really excited that there are people, you know, Larry Elder was there. We didn't get to interview him, but I really hope he does well in the California election against, uh, against Gavin Newsom. Uh, I really hope that he is the one who gets the nomination for the Republican party. I do believe he's polling number one right now. And so I really hope that he's the one who gets it because he will absolutely destroy Gavin Newsom in any debates that they may or may not have. And uh, it's just exciting to see that our system of, even though we joke around and talk about how wouldn't it be great if we had 50 separate states and we were all able to just kind of do what we wanted and the federal government was a little bit further back. This is still really happening. There are still the 50 separate states, and I do think that things are best done on a local level than at the national level, of course. We've seen the president has so much power that people will take a vaccine dependent on which person is elected president. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And because, uh, like we said earlier, literally, if Trump had won re-election, I, I would say 95% of the people on the right that haven't taken the vaccine would have taken it. And speaking of the vaccine, we did our own little trial okay we did so we went the results you've been waiting for we went to freedom fest uh we went to freedom fest there were of course there were a few thousand individuals there charlie around 2700 i think charlie is uh vaccinated 
John, the guy uh, doing, used to be on the show, by the way. John, a longtime friend of ours, did our video and, and all of that. He is also vaccinated. I went, and I am not a sheep. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, okay? I am not vaccinated. And I come back, and I'm sick as hell, feeling like crap. I've got a terrible headache right now. I've been coughing like crazy. I go, and I take a COVID test today. And what do you know if it wasn't positive? Mm. And so three of us go. Two of us are vaccinated. The one who isn't vaccinated comes back testing positive for COVID. John and I both took one too since Nate's positive and we're negative. Both negative. So that's a something. There is your highly scientific vaccine trial (laughs) that we conducted for you guys. Is it effective so far? It seems like it is effective. And as you guys know, we... No, I do have a few symptoms, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... I, I don't have a fever, but I am feeling a little... Maybe weak is a good word for it. I'm obviously really tired, uh, but we had a really long weekend. So yeah. I, there's there's that. And then I do... I have been sneezing a little bit, and I have a, a little bit of a cough. Like, I can feel a little bit of a sore throat, but it's not bad. Like, I feel really normal. Yeah. I would go do anything right now. And uh, Jeff was asking, would it show up that quickly? So I started... We got there on Tuesday... I started feeling sick around Friday night, Saturday. I was definitely feeling pretty sick. And so yesterday, I uh, felt pretty terrible as well. I woke up today, and I felt even worse. And so I decided I was going to go get the the test. And the the main thing, I'm I'm not concerned really about myself. This will be a valuable sound clip for people to use someday if I end up passing on of COVID here in a few weeks. But I'm not really... It's cons- been a good run. Yeah, it's been a good run. And it'll probably help the numbers, honestly. It'll be good for the advertisers, be good for the show, all yeah. of that. And um, Should I do pre-interviews just in case? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> let's, get them ske- let's get them scheduled really quick so I can yeah. be on some of the final interviews. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's not funny that people have died from this, by the way. But if uh, I'm not concerned about myself... You can joke about your own death. That's though. true. Uh, but what I am concerned about is if I am symptomatic, which I do believe... Uh, I'm symptomatic. I have a fever. I have a terrible headache. I've been coughing. Um, the, I've got chills, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, if I do... You have the runs? What I No, not that. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. I mean, oh, I, I do have some medical advice for you after the show's okay. over. Remind me. Um, my concern, what, I, what we've said for a long time is that I don't want to get any old people sick. Okay. And so if I, if I for sure do have COVID, and by the way, I took a, I took a rapid test that they sell at Walmart, and I'm going to go to CVS and take the, the PCR test just to, uh, just to see. And um, so I'm going to go do that, see what it says, and I'm basically just going to avoid being around any old people because I don't want to get any old people sick because they have a, whole, they have a lot higher chance of something bad happening. So the good thing is, like what some people are saying, from the data that, they, that I've seen, I will have some more immunity to it now. Maybe it's even the Delta. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a little bit of immunity to the COVID, and then we should test it again. We'll have to go somewhere where there's a lot of people here in a few months and go around a lot of people and see if any of us get sick again. And that'll, we'll do another controlled, completely controlled test for everyone. I think so, if it does get bad, you should we should test the Allen Iverson Mecton. Yeah, I don't know how to get that as the issue. We'll Where do you get it? it? Probably uh, from a vet would be the easiest. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. It's under a different name, but so um, same thing, same drug. So 
I'm, you know, not worried about me really whatsoever. I feel like I have the flu or whatever, uh, I, which is not fun, by the way. It's not fun to have the flu, Mm-mm. but I don't feel any worse than when I had the flu. But yep. um, anyway, I just we just wanted to give you guys an update and let you know how fun the week was. And everything's really looking up. We've got a lot of great names that we've now interviewed for the podcast that everyone who is a subscriber is a supporter is going to get here in the next couple of days. Everyone else on the show is going to get those. Oh, we should uh, have Dave Smith weeks. coming up, by the way. So, And Charlie, luckily, who was sitting in first class on the airplane. Sat next to Dave Smith on the right way home. Sat next to Dave Smith. And so we got him for a show as well. So, coming up. So that's good. All right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, we got to run, and I hope you did. We'll, we'll probably talk more Freedom Fest throughout the week, depending on how Nate's feeling. So please continue to share the show with your friends, with your loved ones, with your enemies, and the children. And leave us a rating and review. Subscribe on, or, or sorry, follow now on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify or wherever you are listening to this show. We really appreciate everything you guys are doing. The Liberty Movement's growing, folks. It's, it's, it's getting fantastic out there just like every single one of these episodes. So if you guys do all this, (laughs) if you guys do all of that, then hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. I hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.